Hello friends, uh, welcome to Multiverses 4. Um, this is I, I, this is my plan to end Multiverses now, not because, well because, um, not not because, not 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 not, um, but because I feel like I'm at a point where I want to diversify a little bit um, in terms of the content of the podcast. Um, but I promised you a water episode, so this is a water podcast. Um, water is a really big theme for me. Um, I come from island people, and I grew up in... Well, I spent a lot of time in Cornwall when I was young, so surrounded by the sea, and that was a very powerful relationship for me. Um something about that. Uh, my my father's side of the family are from Guernsey, the Channel Islands. And there's a lot of like watery history. Um also you know water, emotion, um flow, grief. And I live on a boat now, which I really I mean on a canal because I get really seasick, <coughs> which was one of the problems with my childhood when I went to stay with my dad we'd spend weeks on the boat and I would just be vomiting for like 12-13 hours straight until I got used to it <coughs> which is hilarious no it's, it's not really hilarious um sorry <laughs> um so this is an emotional one I, I, I have already recorded this once and it, it felt too like um like too raw for me to share um, and like unprocessed and so partial as well so I'm going to try again um, and I'm going to start with um, with a secret cliff which I think I might have ended on the last one so this is a sort of for the part of me that doesn't like to be exposed or read things or be here very much in the human world um, and like poetry gives me a great space for that part of me that doesn't understand beginnings and endings and um, sentence construction and punctuation and all the kind of linear processes of life like nine to five for example just the whole like patriarchal time-based structures are very challenging to that place I mean that place that can kind of leave my body and go where forever it goes um <clears throat> I want to sit on a secret cliff where nobody ever goes. I want to feel the salt and the sea and know what nobody knows. I want to sit in the silent space and stare out across the waves. I want to stand at the edge and fall from grace and tumble down through the spray. I want to roll with the tidal flow until I wash up in a secret cave. I want to sink like a stone till I'm all alone beneath the bright blue stars of my watery home and sleep like a fish in the deep blue dish so for me it's like um, a song about surrender and like in a way like collapse giving in and falling just falling and falling and falling and not fighting and just like going with that 
pull down, 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 like how water does. It goes down, down, down. Um, not hanging on, I suppose. I felt like, and that there's a sort of polarity in that for me. Like one part of me is like hanging on, hanging on. It's exhausting, <laughs> and the other part of me is like completely let go, let go, give up, don't do anything. <laughs> that polarity is kind of exhausting too. Um, yeah. So that's that one. The next one is called a couple of them are like um. This is called Whale. A couple of the poems are named after, sorry, not finishing sentences. Boop, boop, boop. Alarm, alarm. Um, uh, a couple of the poems are named after um, sea creatures. Sea creatures help me navigate my emotions. Right. I'll let the poems tell you the rest. Whale. I feel like a whale at the bottom of the sea. I'm all soft like soup and blubber. I feel under pressure that it's getting to me. I feel lost and forgotten and deep and blind. I feel like you have left me behind. I feel hungry and lonely and just not good enough. I'm tired of keeping it together and acting tough. I need a friend and I need something new. So I'm swimming to the surface of the ocean blue, going to rise through the waves with grace and flair and take a deep breath of the salty air. <laughs> so this is for... Um, some days I get these sort of like... this sort of paralysing weight. Like my whole body's made of water and I can't find my my agency at all and the pressure like everything outside me feels very like compressing like I imagine it would if you were a person in water like deep water there's pressure on you and um I can't find my own way and there's something about that wanting to move and come up for air and break through the kind of heaviness of the past and emotion and breathe and play and how much that supports me to bear with the depths and I guess whales are kind of a great uh, one for this because they they go real deep and they they can go really deep and withstand a lot of pressure and go to emotional depths but they can also burst from the surface and play and sing and dance and then somehow that feels like like a real supportive um, combination for and that, um, how like you can re not realize. So, well, sometimes I don't realize what my emotional situation is. So it's like it kind of builds up and up and up and up and in my body. But my my conscious brain is just like, uh, how do I get from A to B to C to D? And I, I and then suddenly poof, it's take take. It's like I've completely lost ninety percent of my self. Uh, lost access to it because I'm not connecting to those emotional processes and so the poetry can really help like dive into those depths and kind of also help you find a find a friend to pull you out like a whale for example um so me I've always uh I had a very difficult beginning in the world um uh, th this wasn't sort of um, well researched I don't think as as well as it is now but um, my 
mum had several uh, miscarriages before I was born and then a, a, a baby and the, my brother who died before I was born so before I was born like 11 months before I was born she'd lost her 10 month old son and um, so I was born into quite a grief filled house with two people who already had a lot of trauma and then on top of that they'd lost their son their child and I think that it was a very kind of uh, not not a good place for a new baby to come into and maybe even like I don't my mum my mum says different things at different times because she struggles to sort of she has to keep things in separate compartments sort of to keep going and I understand that but it's not easy sometimes because it's like I have to make a sort of make a kind of my own sense of things anyway but part of her really didn't want wasn't that bothered about being a mum you know she that was what was expected for her. a lot of women have this you know they've, they've grown up in these conditioned things where they, there's an expectation or a dream or a story of being a mother that's that some kind of completion and I'm not saying it's not for some people but not for everyone and you know my mum hadn't really been mothered very well so why would she want to be a mother she wanted to be a doctor that's what she did that's what she liked she wanted to have fun and have a life and you know she she had children I'm not saying you know that she I you know I'm not speaking her experience because you know I'm sure it's complex for her her relationship but she certainly wasn't in a position to take care of a very vulnerable being when I came into the world so I'm not going to go into the detail of that because it sends me loopy <laughs> and it's taking me a real long time to be able to coherently understand the impact of that so I've I've have I've had trouble processing feelings understanding feelings n- knowing what pain is knowing what pleasure is no understanding sensation have have trouble making sense of my experience it's taken a lot of time to kind of mm, catch the threads sort of and make some kind of coherent thing to hold on to to speak to that anyway so I've got a lot of uh, grief in relation to that and the consequence that that's meant that I've had really bad tactile defensiveness really struggled with intimacy physical contact you know and on top of that there were other things later in life so it's like complex 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 piles and piles of it eye contact you know all that sort of stuff that you know where you go to seek love and you go to seek but you can't because you don't recognize it or you can't physically can't make sense of what that shiny <laughs> shiny eyes smiley face looks like because your brain has not had that that loving openness come towards you in the simple way so um and being held was like completely un it was a very hard thing for me to process and I'm not locating all of that with my my parents you know some of that's my my neurology you know but there there's an intersection there because when we're when we're conceived and when we're growing in utero and when we're born we are in relationship like at a physical level with our caregivers and so whatever their experiences is affecting us at a very physical level 
and all their past history, blah, 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 epigenetics, blah, 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 you know. So, but then sometimes you do your work, you know, and it's not easy work. Like, go, go, do your work, you know, make your life better. It doesn't necessarily make your life easier, though. It's really challenging and really painful. And, you know, you have to go to the places inside you that don't want to be here or don't believe, you know, that find life really difficult. Then sometimes it's worth it because you, you realise, oh, you know, like, I, I can't believe how I am now how I've been in my life and how I am now they're different it's not like I don't have a thread to that but I'm a different person now I've grown like my brain has literally created new wires to be able to process experience and that's an ongoing thing and it will be probably <laughs> till the day I die and, it, and also those wires are quite fragile they're not like hardwired like <laughs> some people are hardwired for joy and security and woo yes guys enjoy it <clears throat> um, and bear in mind that not everyone is <laughs> So um, that's why the love and the compassion is important. And the space also, you know, when someone's in the healing process, to give them space to grow. Just uh, gentle, finding the edges, whatnot. So I'm not going to try and make this make sense anymore. Like, um, I'm at a new place in my life where I've, like, shed something, and I, I'm not going to try and make it make sense. And I'm not, I'm not overstretching in the way that I have been. But sometimes people come along in your life and they they show you from they somehow they show you yourself in a way that you can't recognize yourself like you feel it but you're like whoa this can't be me that i'm like that there and suddenly you you become you become able to perceive more of yourself because other people can perceive more of you or something like that it's very disturbing because of course you've got to you've got to integrate all the person you've been as well so here we go this is called beautiful island i seek poems for you hungry ghosts biting my neck, afraid of the emptiness, afraid of the hunger, afraid of the falling, or is it the rising, gravity less, away from the weight of my aching bones and my angry skin, and my, away from the weight of my aching joints, (laughs) and my angry skin and my brittle bones, I'm tripped up by pleasure, not dressed for it, not properly wired or fleshed for it, but... And yet, there is a poem on your body in a new language. Dark lines of ink ripple as you roll, your hips against mine. You make me feel like a beautiful island, a magical place that brings you delight. Like the slow burn of dying starlight, so bright. The mystery of peaceful solitude at night. Cool holding of the phosphorescent ocean rich delicacies of living flesh, rocks kissed by heat, waiting to show you, playful waves, steep cliffs, rare plants, underwater mazes, sun-kissed sand and misty mountain hazes. Sometimes someone connects with the potential or the the ecology of you, (laughs) and the ecology of you contains everything, can, can contain everything, all of your troubles and your woes and all of your beauty and your magic like like in in nature it's not always pretty (laughs) um so yeah that's something about how a relationship even if it's the most terrifying thing in the world to you and you kind of want to run away at the same time as go towards it or you're trying to like it's very confusing for someone who's got like complex history um overall like I found that walking through the fire 
I've I've not just gotten burned. I've I've um, been able to find new places inside myself, allowing other people to 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 touch me emotionally or in many ways, whatever the terror, but the the wonder of it, something like that. So in that way, it's sort of an extra, in a way, kind of like appreciate it more than anyone else because you don't take it, you don't like it so like whoa, what the fuck is this? What? Um, if you've got if you've had a very isolated psychology or physical experience, so so speaking to that, like this is a very short one, Mermaid's Law. It's not real swimming if you don't go out of your depth. My belly rubs upon the bones of the ocean. Five girls' heads bob like black seal pups on the water. It's not real swimming if you don't go out of your depth. (laughs) You're saying, like, if you want to live, sometimes you've got to go out of your depth, you know, find something new, Uh, take a risk, an emotional risk to feel something that you don't think you can cope with or the feelings, like, can be very scary, but the reality is the feelings are often you know, bigger than, than than the actual thing or something. Anyway. And then you find, oh crap, I can swim, I can swim in these depths and actually I like it. It's nice to have this this depth of feeling. In fact you know, 'cause the more Yeah, yeah, that's right. Nice to have this depth of feeling. Some days it's nice when you can feel it. If you can't feel it it's incredibly painful. So uh I'm just going to read a few now. So we're going back into the river. Um, I'm just going to read the rest, you know, let them tell its own story. We'll see. Lost a lot to the river. I've lost a lot to the river. Clay banks and my skin rubbing. Rain has fallen and the current looks soft. It remains strong. Below the swollen surface, willow reaches out, cracked hands and roots round sharp rocks. The edge. Birth carries the river. Death carries the river. Carcasses parade by. An insect surprised by a few drops flood. Wasps, moth. I have lost a lot to the river. Seed pods, deliverance, fallopian tubes. Minerals, blood. A thousand interlocking raindrops bob my clay-painted face upstream. Hippo me swims lounging but desperate as any other life the river will carry me wasp moth and cygnet's feather longing for home will carry me will carry the river longing for home in the river in the shadows of the trees in the river's hungry surface i have lost a lot to the river and a loss becoming a ripple becoming flow these are the words i tried to avoid in the claiming in the taking I have lost a lot to the river, signet's feather on the wind, skin cells, wasp, moth, ripples. <laughs> Those were, these are two poems about a river in, uh, I want to say like um, Worcester, yeah, uh, where I swam a lot. I, I was at some kind of ecological conference, I couldn't deal with all the people so I just swam a lot and the river was a couple of these poems just came whizzing through that feeling of like being at one with life and like at the mercy of the spirits 
including the river. <laughs> With river. Meandering, long, expansive. Deepening, quickening, widening, slow. I am with river, no force but life, wallowing and rolling, a fly by and by, quickening, deepening, lifeblood rushing and beating, catching the stones and turning them, ravelling and unravelling them, in throes of bubbles, breath created and given, rises and surfaces, interface, exchange, contact, pop, bubble, ripple, scent of your breath, Stone turned over at the base of the river. The shores of the world, the ravelling, the unravelling, time travel, yours, mine, we sing in time. Melody, gentle flow, currents, drums, the loosening, tightening, the catching at the edges, silt root in the wash under the rain, sheep stranded in the floodplain, burst banks, pain, the river will have you, silt, root, the licking, the taste of you, cold stone spinning, the ravelling, the unravelling, the rising and settling, the gritted teeth letting go. <laughs> How if you're alive, life will have you. <laughs> I've discovered. Since I fought it every step of the way. <laughs> I was even two weeks late and I had to be induced. So... Back to the sea then, my friends, where I'm, of course, more comfortable. Let's see. So this one is about how people say blood is thicker than water. Mm. Yeah, and they kind of go, yeah, like, you're supposed to, like, stay with your blood people, your blood family. And I think that there's something that can be really dangerous in that. Um, you know, especially if your blood family is a very traumatised and unhappy family. Or isn't really a family at all. Um, so, it's like, stay away from strangers. <laughs> you know, look out. <laughs> Guard the palace walls. Especially in, like, privileged, like, white families. This, like, isolationist, um, protect your, your wealth, blah, blah. Everyone's out to get you, blah, blah. Not that you're, like, fucking responsible and connected and... Anyway... So, here we go. You say blood is thicker than water, and knit from it cords of coagulating tissue to wrap around my neck, and rip from it dark red drapes of drying flesh to choke me. You tell me this is history when I dare to come up for air. So I head for water, for salt, for the secret rivers that give blood life, far from you and the silence and the violence. Far from you and the sterile white legacy of lies. I float in white oceans of stories. That's supposed to be wide oceans of stories? <laughs> I, I float in wide oceans of stories. Wide oceans of stories. Blood flowing in the vessels of our human family. Where even you are dilute, metabolizable, nourishing. There's something about creating like a vast web of belonging um, yeah I'll let you make your own meanings of it um, 
Not long now. <laughs> it's a short one. How relationships can change you. Again, make you bigger. <laughs> Not all of them do. Some of them make you smaller. Run, run, run. No. <laughs> but some of them make you bigger and some of them also contain you. So, an enemy. Since I met you, a lot of words have become wider, have become salty seas of meaning with tides, ebbs and flows of their own. Between us, I make and swim the seas. Between us, I touch your cool, translucent fingers and become a starfish, and you cling about me, an enemy. This is how relationships can feel for me, so, like, um, they open me up and make my meanings and my my eye bigger, my we bigger, my I less I, my we more, whatnot. <laughs> Words. <laughs> um, but they, it's so funny that this is called an anemone. It's like the closer people get and like the more held I feel, the more terrifying they become as well. And an enemy, like an enemy. So people who, I, I have a really scary thing sometimes when I'm stressed out or I'm not regulating enough or I'm whatever have been triggered in some way where people who I, I love and have known for a long time can feel like my enemies like suddenly I can't recognise their faces I can't find the familiar I can't keep the shreds anymore it's really scary um, and <laughs> um, so it's like I need people who hold on because cause, uh, but at the same time I really need to let go sometimes and be take that place to the space and the wildness that it needs to uh, not to make other people hurt just because I hurt but then I'm finding more and more that people want to be in that space and that wildness and inside themselves and I, there's gifts in it or whatever and um, getting to know getting to know that part of me and integrate that find ways to integrate that and in relational ways sometimes as someone wise says to me um, sometimes it's the part of you that's most afraid of connection that most needs connection or that you're most afraid of allowing two people see people to see <laughs> words go wrong when I take when I talk about it try to talk about it because the neurology is a little fragile in this area so you know, I'm joking about this but you don't know the bench pressing the neurological bench pressing and the things I've walked through to be here to tell you these stories so I'm fucking furious about it but I also can see the privilege that I've got of being able to do that and the things that have been in my favour to do that so I'm not disowning the part of me that's had great privilege especially in the access to water and to nature and to to that wild spaces that most people don't get access to and when you don't have good family, it's nice to feel like you're held in nature. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it kept me alive, I think. Just to hear things, you know. <laughs> the whisperings of the world. <laughs> Keep you company. Three more. Humanity. There's a manatee moving through the caves of my mind, bringing me messages from another time. It's moving down, deep between columns of stone. It's moving so low and so smooth and so slow. And although it is big, it gracefully flows through chasms and cracks and impossible spaces. 
blubbery flesh in all the right places. Its little fin wiggles and jiggles and displaces the water, propelling its body in trails with bubbly traces. Whiskers bursting meniscus like wiry shoelaces as it seeks out stories and memories in the corals and rock faces. That I send the manatee in my mind to places which are hard for me to get to, like <clears throat> integration between hemispheres. I like to imagine it. it's like there's a very narrow gap there I can't really get through, but the manatee somehow manages it. And um, also I like this because I love like the idea of welcoming bodies of all sizes and shapes and just delighting in their marvelousness. Um, go did I say yeah the so and this one's called mermaid um deep deep down in the don't blue sea I cannot see you and you cannot see me for that is the dark of this deep blue sea deep 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 in the undertow and down 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 I often flow I go where forgotten creatures sing they sing me the colours of ancient songs, in reds and yellows, in silvery throngs. The phosphorescence is mingling, the pressure is great against my skin. Deep, deep don't where the dark ones lie, giant squid linger and flat fish glide. I fold my body through the watery tides. Deep, 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 I am all alone, no humans here in my watery home. Deep, deep, it was long ago when I stood on the shore and decided to go into the crests of the charging waves. No, I won't, Blue Sea. I will yield to you as you swallow me. My gills were there, which I did not know, and it didn't take long for my tail to show in a rainbow veil of shimmer-shining scales, a vast midnight blue rubber covering my blubber. When I'm a seal... When I play, I'm a seal, and I move quite free from the sand to the sea, from rock to rock. When I cry, I'm a whale, and deep down I go, where the silence is loud enough for my voice to grow, in its long deep moans through the ocean's bones, in its sweet vibrations and echo locations. When I love, I'm a dolphin, all heart and beak. I chatter and I splash and I constantly speak. When I stretch, I'm a mermaid and not of this world. I'm the ocean mother of a beautiful girl. I'm a fish who loves to be held and turned in the rising waves of the salty churn. Yeah. Uh, so these poems, it's funny, they're all like, they're very personal. They're like more for me than... A lot of these are more for me than anyone. Yeah, I wrote them for, I guess, to make... Help my self out <laughs> make meaning in silent places or unshareable places <clears throat> and now I'm at a point where I kind of want to be a bit more present in my writing and my creativity and I'm so this is kind of a goodbye and it's also a goodbye to like a, my name's Catherine Alex and I'm dropping the Catherine now I'm just going to use Alex and that feels like it's a way of saying goodbye to Catherine as well and like honouring the journey that I've been on to get to this point and also offering some containment for that place inside me so I don't have to be 
doing that so much work on that all the time and um yeah it's really moving to share it but it's um i just i, I just wanted to say that yeah um i hope i hope you get something out of it so this is the last one and it's called neptune's horn and um it's about like claiming your own life and your own joy and your own creativity and your own voice not as like an egotistical thing like look at me la 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 but like like a tree grows to its maximum potential and spreads out as far as it can in the conditions that it's in and like it doesn't make itself small to try and make other people feel somehow bigger or it's like it it, it trusts life it trusts itself as part of life to express what is that part of it to express you know and so this is about claiming something for that for those people who've been told their voice is not worth it or they're not important or they're not the central thing or their story is not the story or whatever bullshit that is and taking back something that's been claimed and held by too few people for too long and um and owning it you know recognizing that there's so much power in being different and people need us and they don't necessarily like us but they <laughs> the the earth and the biosphere needs all the people in all their beautiful color and their diversity and it's time to wake up and smell the coffee and <laughs> wake up and smell the coffee i'm so good at those shh, shh. all right stay focused i'm emotional now um so this is called neptune's horn i want to blow my own trumpet all loud and proud and puffed up and strutting about like gold brass resounding like the moorhen runs on the water yellow legs cycling like a wheel of fire devil markings i will go hunting on the estuary i will dive deep it's not neptune's powerful instrument never was i will go hunting in the ocean blue and take back what is mine 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 <laughs> okay that's that that's for all of you um and um you gotta have the I and the we and you really 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 need the we uh to hold that I. You can't be all of your I without being in a good we. <laughs> Keep thinking about weeing because I need the loop. Um and so um I send this all to you at this cold and slow time of year and I wish you rest and re restoration and festivities and love and if you're not with other people i send you the connections of the spirit and there's so much connection in the nature in nature and in you inside of you like we all live inside of each other and um and we can learn so much so thank you for listening and helping me to uh create like this and share like this and thank you especially to all my patrons who've been supporting me and it's made such a difference. Um, and um, here's to new things in 2020. Um, okay, uh, love and rage. <laughs>